0: Welcome to The Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. We are here to uplevel our lives and become our best selves in the most efficient way possible because we only have so much time. Today, we're talking to Vasavi Kumar. I'm so excited that you're here, Vasavi, uh, because your message is so aligned with everything that I stand for. You're all about saying it out loud Thanks. and using your voice to not only make your own life better, but make everyone else's life better. So, I mean that's like my jam. Like you were on Justin's show and everything I heard was just speaking to my heart and speaking my language. And I love how open and honest you are and what you're building and your book called say it out loud. I almost get choked up because even when you were describing it on Justin's show, which I'll put a link in the show notes, people should definitely listen to that. You talk a lot about recovery, Mm -hmm. um, very honest conversation. And I, but for me, I just was so moved by what you're doing because it's exactly aligned with my heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even just your tagline, say it out loud. I was like, literally kicking myself. I was like, that's so simple mm-hmm. and so perfect. And I was like, well, why did I think of it?" <laughs> you know, it's like, that's so, it's so good. When did you think of that?
1: So the story is actually funny how it came up as far as the book is concerned. Um, My agent and I had met with the editor at New World Library, and the editor loved me. She was like, but I don't really like your current book proposal. She was just straight up with me. Oh,
0: did you write like a full book proposal and everything? Yeah.
1: Wow. Full book proposal. Um, I went through Rochelle Fretzen's book proposal uh, program. Is that the one Amanda Kuda did? That's exactly the one. Yep. It was actually because of Amanda that I then joined that program. Rochelle's the
0: best. She talked about it on the show that she did on this. Yes. uh, The episode on this show and uh, phenomenal. Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. So I wrote this book proposal. It was nothing related to what I'm doing now. It was what? actually, I wrote the book proposal when I was going through a breakup. So I was quite angry when I wrote the book proposal. And I was like, women need to just stay single. Like it was very angry. Like, it was a, like a,
0: a, a, <laughs> a movement for single yeah. women. Okay, I like it.
1: Note to self, don't write a book proposal when you're angry and going through a breakup. <laughs> but anyway, the editor loved me, Georgia Hughes over at New World Library. And and. So we brainstormed, say it out loud, because my agent, Wendy Sherman, had heard me say on an interview, I was asked, do you journal? And I say, no, I don't journal. I just say it out loud. (gasps) Yeah. That gives me chills. Like, it's those simple moments. moments. Yeah. I was just being honest. Like, I really don't journal because I find that I filter from my head from my fingers down to the paper. It's like, well, what sounds good on paper? I, I mean,
0: you do, you edit. Yeah. We have a tendency to do that. Mm-hmm. I just saw a thing about journaling where they were saying that, uh, just a little aside, mm-hmm. she was saying that she learned that our brains are, are, are editing and our hands can't catch up with our brain yeah. with how fast we would talk mm-hmm. or think. And so it's a different way of journaling where you write, and you can't even read it. Like it's just, uh, mm-hmm. and it actually helps you keep up and get more honest and you get more out, even though you can't read it. Yes. Trippy. Yes. That's very trippy. <laughs> but and And I just noticed like I, I just,
1: it's just easier for me to say it out loud. I have a mouth, I'm going to use it. And so I, <laughs> I verbally journal, right? Like if I have a struggle or if I have a decision that's hard for me to make, I will say, okay, Vasavi, what do we want to do? Like I'll talk it out With myself. So say it out. Have you
0: said a verbal journal before? Have you ever said that?
1: That's good. I think I just said that for the first time. I think I just said that out loud for the first time. There's got to
0: be a way to It's verbal journaling, you know?
1: Yeah. It's verbal journaling. It is. And so many of us are so choked up. You know what I mean? Like we have so much that we want to say.
0: So literally. Yeah. I mean like our, our throat chakra is blocked. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, um,
1: so that's how the book, idea came about. We all got on Zoom. And by the way, this never happens. You don't get on a Zoom with your editor and agent with no actual topic. (laughs) And then... So I I feel very blessed. I feel very lucky that my energy, my personality spoke for itself. And And you said
0: it out loud. (laughs) And I said
1: it out loud. And they were like, okay, why don't you teach people? And I was like, yeah, I'll teach people how to talk to the different parts of themselves. I love it. And the voices in their head. Mm -hmm. Because we all have voices in our head. So that's how the book came about. I... Now there's a companion journal called the Verbal Journal. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, from your mouth to God's ears. And and so it shall be. But, you know, I started like saying it out loud and wanting the people in my life to say it out loud. I think I might have said this on Justin's podcast. You know, when I was younger, my parents would argue and I'd be in the room with my sister, we'd be trying to sleep and it would be loud and we could hear them fighting and my sister would be like, shut up, don't go out there. And I'm like... No, we need to, I need to sleep. You know, why are they fighting? I just couldn't, I couldn't handle them fighting. And I would stand in between my parents and I would mediate them. And I tell my mom, okay, you tell dad how you feel. You say it out loud. And I'd say to my dad, you listen to her. And then I'd say to my dad, okay, now you say it out loud. Yeah. So I mean. You
0: were a born therapist.
1: I mean, that's why I got my master's in social work trust me, that is not what I actually wanted to do. I now, you know, in retrospect, when I think about it, I was, I chose the profession that I thought I was good at based on what I was doing as a child, Mm -hmm. but no child should be mediating their parents.
0: Absolutely not. I Uh. really
1: just wanted to be an actor. Okay. I wanted to be Stephanie Tanner from Full House. That's what I, she was my (laughs) idol. I mean, I even have a golden retriever because I loved Comet on Full House, the golden retriever. I wanted to act when I was a kid and my mother said no. So I ended up becoming a special ed teacher. And then a therapist, because I thought my role in life was to, you know, help people with their issues from their past, because I had been in therapy since I was 12. And I just want everyone listening to this and watching this to know, like, you're allowed to pivot. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to say, I don't want to do this anymore. This no longer brings me joy. It's not that I don't like being a therapist or helping people. I just, I now, you know, I turned 40 in May and I just, I had a moment where I was like, what in the actual hell do I want to do with my life? What actually speaks to me? Like, yes, I love helping people unearth their beliefs. And that's why I'm writing a book about it. But I have other dreams and desires. So I've given myself the permission to really, you know, lean into the things that I want to be doing.
0: It's been interesting for me to see the commonality Mm -hmm. in the things that I want to do. And Mm -hmm. just like hearing what you just said, Mm -hmm. the commonality is, you know, storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and voicing it mm-hmm. because that's what acting is. And really you are collecting stories and learning so much as a therapist, mm-hmm. I'm sure, and through your life. Mm-hmm. So those, you know, can fit together, Yeah, you know, and a lot of times we have these common threads and it's just after time only in hindsight do we even understand them and see them. Yeah.
1: We yeah. have to make sense out of our stories instead of being um, weighed down by them. I look at the, the, every single thing that I've been through. Or my- allow them not to make sense and trust that you will make sense down the road. That's even better. I actually <laughs> like that. Why? I mean, my, my logical mind has needed to make sense out of everything. And through my recovery, what I've now learned, and I'm still practicing this every day, Amy, it's not easy. It's an everyday surrendering process. It's like just trusting in God, like, okay, you got my back. You've gotten me through as uh, Justin says, 100% of my worst days, right? Isn't that what he says? Yeah, you've survived 100% of
0: your darkest days. I've
1: survived 100% of my darkest days I will make it through whatever it's meant to look like, right? So I've had to, you know, I, I'm a little bit controlling. You know, I've had to let go and... We all are.
0: I mean, really, yeah. Yeah. show me the person that's yeah. not controlling. Yeah, That's that's what my recovery is about yeah. a lot. You know, the codependency and controlling and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and this letting go and this surrendering and mm-hmm. trust, which I mean, I'm still doing it today, this morning, sitting at that altar right behind me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still, it's a practice. And, you know... I think it's probably really encouraging for people to hear you say these things mm-hmm. because from the outside looking in, they're like, wow, she's kicking ass. She's got it figured out. <laughs>
1: no, I no, I it's it's like moment to moment. Just this morning, I was talking to my mom about some family stuff, like extended family stuff. I could feel myself in my ego. Like I was just, I was going in. I was like, Whoa. yeah. Deep-seated stuff. Yeah, deep-seated yeah. stuff. And my mom was like, this is not you. This is not the real you. I go, I know it's not the real me, but but it's a part of me that just needs to be expressed. Yeah. So that's kind of how I relate to these other parts of myself. It's like, it's not me in my entirety. This is one part of me. She too needs to be expressed. Let her express herself and we keep it moving, but I'm not going to keep it inside of me and stew and, and, and suffer over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll just say it out loud. And, and, I want everyone knowing, you know, when I say, say it out loud, this doesn't mean you just run your mouth. That, this is not a permission slip to just spew nonsense, spew hatred. It's really about learning to talk to the different parts of yourself, the different voices in your head that that show up in the form of thoughts and understanding every single part of you and accepting and understanding every single part of you. Because when you do, then you don't require other people to accept you, right? When you accept and embrace every single part of you, I don't need you to accept
0: this part of me because- I get it. I understand this part of me. So that's a... Did you accept, or did you, how much work was it to accept that part of you that went to rehab, that part of you that went, you know, that was like doing blow and whatever. It, but, else? <laughs> um, <laughs> because we need that to learn. I mean, you know, can we have grace to those parts of
1: ourselves? So here's where I am with that. If I'm being completely honest, which obviously... Please I'm, do be completely honest. I... I are welcome. I forgive the part of me that went down that path. I do still struggle with, which is why I'm in therapy. I do still struggle with flashbacks. Um, that's why I work out every single day. I have a lot of stored, stuck emotion. Like I have flashbacks of doing blow off a you know, counter. I have sure. flashbacks of just being out and being reckless, like driving under the influence, almost dying. Like just- Is that a version of ruminating maybe? Yeah. yeah it I, probably
0: is, he, like a visual
1: rumination. Yeah, I, I, I have no control over it. I can be mm-hmm. cooking- And I'll listen to a song and that song will trigger a memory and then this flashback will come and here I am, you know, making a beautiful salad with grilled halloumi and I have this flashback of me doing blow and I'm just, it takes over my whole body and I'm like. Like a physiological shame response. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're safe. We're not there. We're not there anymore. I'm okay. So I've been rewiring my own cognitions. Like you have to. I have yeah. to. I have. Mm-hmm. To. I have to use a different verbiage with myself because my body is saying I'm not safe. I'm back there again, and I have to say out loud like I'll be in the kitchen. I'll be like Vasavi, you're okay. We're safe now. We're not all. High, high as hell, driving a car, we're making a salad. Like I have to calm that part of myself down that thinks she's back there again. I
0: do still struggle with it every single day. Well, I'm sure in your work as a therapist, you've mm-hmm. seen a lot of that with people mm-hmm. too. This probably have given you, this probably given you a new understanding of that visceral mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. and how to help others.
1: Well, yeah, because it's not so easy. You know, I, I'm definitely a, I used to be, let me say that, a tough love kind of person. I grew up with an immigrant mother. Yeah, like who, get over it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit this because I didn't know better, but there were times when, you know, people would talk to me and I'd be like, oh my God, it's just in my mind, I would never say this to somebody, but I'm like, oh my God, this is so easy. Just get over it. No. Until I started to connect with my own body and realize how much from the past was stuck in my body and it wasn't so easy to just get over it. I, I, I needed to have that empathy for myself first Mm -hmm. before I could extend it to somebody else. And now when I see a client who's just like still living in the past and it's hard for them. I just, I just sit there with them. There's mm-hmm. nothing to do. We just, we just need to exist sometimes and and hold that space for that person. But I wouldn't be able to do that un- unless I was able to hold that space for myself.
0: Well, I think you hit on a really interesting point too, which mm-hmm. is about it being in our bodies too. It's not just saying it. It's not just thinking thoughts yeah, and, and feeling saying it. them it's feeling it. And that's such an interesting point to the saying it Mm -hmm. because I've found the more I say it, the more I can start to feel that instead, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of what you're talking about. Like you rewire your brain and your body follow suit, your emotions Mm -hmm. and your feelings follow suit.
1: So I, (laughs) I work best when I hear a soothing voice, right? Like I just need that Oh God, me too. Yeah, I just need someone to say, like, I just need someone to touch me and say, it's going to be okay. So when I feel that visceral reaction and I'm alone, I have a golden retriever and yeah. I hug her and whatever, but I, I have to just be like, Vasavi, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. So the sound of my voice actually soothes me. And you touch your arm like that? I touch my arm like this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just touch my arm because it's like, arms. sometimes you don't have someone around you. Sometimes all you need is a Many hug. times. Yeah. Yeah. And I just need, I just need to be touched. And you know, when I go to sleep at night by myself, I, I did this this morning. I actually went, can you guys see me? I went, I literally gave myself a kiss. <laughs> we need that. Why don't we give that to ourselves? I
0: don't know. This even is, a hug to ourselves. Even When hug, was the last time? Yeah. You know, if actually you're listening, when was the last time you hugged, hugged yourself? Hugged
1: yourself. Yeah. So these are things that, uh, I often just do in the privacy of my own home and I don't really share it out loud, but I'm happy to be sharing it here with you. This is the first time I'm actually talking about this out loud. Like, yeah, I touch myself. I caress myself. I mean, I miss my mother. You know, I mean, my mom's not here. She's on the East Coast and she always used to stroke my head like this, you know, she just was so
0: soft and I don't have that. So I got to give that to myself. I mean, I I 100% agree with that and like taking that a step further. And I don't know if you want to discuss this or not, but it's okay if you don't, but I discuss it all the time. Uh, But when I was by myself, when I was single, you know, I was getting my second divorce and I was like, this might be it. So I'm going to have to give myself the touch and the love and mm-hmm. the sexual um satisfaction that I desire. And so I better become my own best sex partner, at least at the time, you know, like and, and know that I can count on that. Mm-hmm. And have you had to lean into like self-pleasure practices and things like that? Uh, so Do you talk about that? I don't know. Can we talk about this actually? I because would love to. So the
1: other day, the other okay, so have you ever gotten really horny like and it's like four o'clock in the morning and you're not fully <laughs> up yet? I was laying in bed. I don't know what I was dreaming about, but I had this I, I'm I would say that what has kept me moving forward even in the darkest of my days is this vision that I have of myself. That's why I really just love you. I love like who you are, oh, how you show you. up. I love your energy. And I have this vision of like this
0: Vasavi that I'm
1: like the future self. Yeah, the future self. And I I was visualizing about myself and getting turned on. Hell
0: yes. And that's I, magic right there. I have chills. Okay, so
1: I was I, I I had the I had a specific haircut. It was like a blunt haircut. I have very long hair and but it's it's kinda dead right now from the chlorine and stuff and swimming. And I had this like vision of my hair like sleek and, and I was wearing a corset and I was wearing Ooh. and I started getting turned on and I started touching myself. Yes. And, I started, and I was like, I was turned on by me. And then I started crying after I orgasmed, I or, I just right, started crying. Release. I'm just like, Okay, Ooh, this wow. is it's me and me. And it's like I just it wasn't like a feeling of like, oh, I don't have anyone. It was like, it's me and me. and it's like, I, I love myself that much. I love myself that much. And also, you know, I've watched porn in the past and I know that it's not healthy for me because I don't want to get off looking at somebody else. I want, I want to get off looking and feeling, I want to be my biggest turn on. Yeah. You know, and so I I didn't use anything. It was four o'clock in the morning. I wasn't about to like go. computer <laughs> go right. porn, no, yeah, yeah, porn I wasn't, was
0: wasn't going to. Great do. way to start your but, day. <laughs> but that just
1: happened two days ago. Just two days ago, I was extremely feeling myself, and <laughs> it, it's been a minute, you know, because <laughs> in my addiction, you know, I uh, I hated myself. I didn't like looking in the mirror. I didn't like who I was. I was leading a double life. It, I there was nothing about me that I actually really liked.
0: You're disconnected in so many different ways so many I different think ways. in that yeah. and it probably just spills yeah. over into this disconnect from what you're actually feeling and yeah. being able to even touch yourself like yeah. that. You know?
1: Yeah. So in in my this is my so I was married, divorced, and I was in two other relationships. My last relationship, I was engaged and that didn't work out and I really thought that that was going to be my forever and it wasn't. And I'm the reason why I moved to it moved is because this this person that I was with was actually a beautiful human being, but we just met, it was just bad timing. Yeah. It was just not the right time and you know, I've never really okay, how do I say this? I, every time I've ended a relationship, there's always been somebody else waiting for me. I've always had someone to swoop me up, okay? And in this relationship, I'm the one swooping myself up. I'm the one on the sidelines. I don't have a plan B, a plan C. I don't have dudes that I'm texting. I'm not on the apps. I I have no one. And what I mean by that, I have me. I don't have anyone else to make me feel good it's been me lifting me up. And that is something that is, uh, is very new for me. It forces you. I'm, I'm being forced to do this. I'm like, boss, you can't do this again. You cannot do that. Like you went from your husband to this guy, to this guy. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, it's you Vasavi. It's you. And I've like, I just been having these talks with myself and it's like, it's you, you are the one. You are the one. I am the one.
0: Do you do self-love in the mirror? Do you do some of that? So
1: I talk in the mirror every single day when I'm getting ready. I smile at myself. I look at myself. Do you have like a certain thing that
0: you say or anything like that? Uh,
1: It really depends on what it is. If I'm upset about something, I'll say Mm -hmm. to myself, we're going to be okay. If I'm feeling like today, I looked in the mirror and I say out loud what I'm saying to myself as I'm getting ready. And I'm like, look at you. Your eyebrows are looking good. Oh, your face (laughs) is mean, Look at your little tiny little waist. Like I'll just start complimenting. It's like all the things that I'd want a man to say to me me. Yeah. All that. I mean, you know, I'd want a man to slap my ass. So I grab my ass. I grab my thighs. Like I want to be held by a man. Right. Yeah. But I got to be the one to hold myself. Like I have to be that one. And even today at Barry's bootcamp, um, shout out to Barry's because they are kicking my ass. Like it's, nice. it's great. And we were doing like <laughs> mountain climbers. We were doing as many rounds as possible. And she just kept saying like, you can do anything for 60 seconds. You can do any. And I was just pushing myself and I was like, mm-hmm. I can do this. And it's just, it's making me, I'm, I'm becoming the man that I've always wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm becoming the consistent, trustworthy man. I'm, I'm healing that divine masculine within myself. That's what I'm doing right now.
0: And so many times, even back to the physical yeah. workout, so many times we can do that for a minute. Yeah. But looking at ourselves in the mirror for a minute, yeah, is so hard and hard to force ourselves. So if anybody is listening and doesn't have a practice around that, I don't know, I don't know if you if you're listening to this show, yeah. I've been, you know saying it till I'm blue in the face. So anyway, I would say, set your timer, like do it for six, you can do it for 60 seconds and see how you feel, see what happens just by telling yourself, I love you. And anyway, I write about it in my book. I said,
1: if you want to know your, uh, relationship with self status, just look in the mirror. You can tell so much about mm-hmm. how you feel about yourself, your body, your relationship to your body, just just you and you by looking in the mirror and saying out loud the dialogue that you have as you're looking at yourself. Oh, I wish my hair didn't look like this. Oh, I wish my shoulder like whatever you're saying, or or maybe you're loving yourself. Like whatever it is, you can tell so much about how you feel about yourself just by staring at the mirror.
0: Are you ready to up level your pleasure practice? I have in mind and one of the tools that I've used is from Wands. That's W-A-A-N-D-S. One of my favorite items that they have is the cervix wand. It is their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand for vaginal and anal de-armoring. That means more sensation. That means more getting in touch with your body. It's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation, and it has helped thousands of women become more connected to themselves and their own pleasure while supporting them to heal pelvic pain through self yoni massage. So if you are curious about getting more in touch with yourself, then I have an offer for you. You can get a discount using my code, Amy Edwards. But if you use the link in the show notes, you can get 20% off from wands. They have so many other beautiful items to choose from. With a large selection of 100% pure crystal pleasure wands, they create the most gorgeous, luxurious products that encourage you to honor your body, celebrate your sexuality, and live in pleasure which is a big part of what we're about on this show. And yes, I use one myself. So go today to wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, and use the code Amy Edwards for 10% off, or use my link in the show notes for 20% off of your purchase from Wands. Again, my favorite is the cervix wand. It is trademarked, and it is amazing. Take it from me. Check it all out and the reviews on wands.com. That's W A A N D S.com. And use my link in the show notes for 20% off. Yeah. Yeah. Justin has a picture of me on his phone lock screen. And uh, I love that. One day I was looking at it and I was just critical of myself in that picture. And he was like, Don't you be mean to her. Mm. And I thought, That's right. That's right. Don't be mean to her. And, you know, if you can just step outside yourself a little bit too and hear what you're saying, would you treat your child like that? Would you treat your, you know, best friend like that? Mm -hmm. Would you treat anyone like that if you're actually saying the negative stuff, you know? And I don't know. It's just good to give yourself a little bit of perspective too. Yeah. I also love to keep
1: a picture of myself as a child. I don't have kids. Oh. Um, Yeah. Oh.
0: this is a great practice. Did, you might have talked about that. I don't remember. Yeah. So
1: in my office area, I have a tendency to be a little bit of a workaholic. Uh, I have a t- I, I, I have pictures of me when I was a kid, and there's this one specific photo. I can send it to you. It's very cute, actually. I'm wearing like yes. a blue romper, and like <laughs> you can see my little like you know my thighs and my like my diaper, and I'm just smelling the flowers and I'm looking at the camera. And I look at that photo to remind me to go play because I can work. Yes. I can work. I love work. I love what I do. I love this. I love the writing. I love the speaking. I can do that all day, but, and that is fun. And that is playful. And I'm honored to be able to do this work, but I also just need to get my ass outside. I also just need yeah. to, you know, just like walk my dog, just call a friend. So I keep that photo of me as a reminder. Cause it's like, I would never talk to a child that way. Any child. I mean, I mean, let alone my child, someone else's, I would never talk to never. a child that way. Never. So I just keep that as a reminder to play and be kind and stop being so mean to myself.
0: I think that's a really cool yeah. habit. I need to do, I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Take
1: of, I'm, I'm sure you were so cute when you were a kid. I was pretty cute. Yeah, you're pretty cute, I right? have curly hair. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: I was cute. Like
1: put it on your fridge, Eye put bells. it on your, put it everywhere. And just, it yeah. will remind you like, oh my God, I would, I would deck someone if they were ever rude to this child. Right. Yeah. So why,
0: what, what gives me the right to do that? And we do it to, everybody does it to themselves. Yeah. Everybody, but you yeah. know, I mean, it's very common. Yeah. Yeah. That said, let's talk a little bit about comparison. Mm -hmm. And because when when I met you, Mm -hmm. and you came in, and you know, you were on the cover of Austin Woman and had a lot of successes and a lot of things going for you, I am pretty good about usually looking at people and thinking like, Oh, yeah, you're seeing what's possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy for people and all that. But I had a moment where I guess my ego got in the way or whatever. And I thought, then when you were going to come on my show, I thought, well, I should be forthcoming about that. Cause it, it was, I'm so happy <clears> that
1: you are. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I just, I had a moment of really comparing myself and I was like, you're about to turn 50, you know, what are you doing? Like you, you haven't been on the cover of a magazine. And then, I, but then of course I was like, that doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, cause it doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm using my voice and doing something I love and, um, and doing what I believe in. And, but, um, so I did talk myself off the ledge, but, but I really had a moment and I just wondered what that's like for you and how, you know, how do you talk yourself, talk to yourself or do you, do you have those moments? Absolutely. Well, when I first
1: met you, if we're going to just keep it real and say it out (laughs) loud, I saw you and I was like, my God, she's 50 and she's like fabulous and she's just so mm. centered and she's so grounded and she's so beautiful and she's had this amazing career. She has this wow. great guy who basically was, who said out loud, I'm going to marry her, like who's, who just wants her. And I'm like, I don't have that. So I thought that about you. And I was like, there was something about you. Like, um, you have this like fierceness about you, but you're also very soft and grounded. And softness is one of the things that I'm working on with my therapist right now oh. is I don't need to be so gregarious. I don't need to be so performative. That's actually a defense mechanism for me oh, to, wow. to shield from vulnerability. Yes. As long as I'm like this, you can't get too close to me. That's right. So I'm, I am actually like practicing speaking slower and pausing and it's like a whole thing and i'm like when is this going to end why am i talking so slow but i had the same thing with you i had it for a different reason um it was more like like you're so established in your career and you have a great guy who wants you and loves you and it's like professes it and i'm just like oh my god what am i what am i doing so like i had it in a different way you know what i mean then
0: that's the thing like right if we can just keep in mind that we're all going to have it in our own way yeah. you know like you mm-hmm. can meet You know somebody you really admire, you know, and they they may have it in their own way. If we can just keep that, keep that that this is a human thing that we're going through. What I tell
1: myself when I compare myself is, it's not my time yet. It will happen. It's all going to happen. It's not my. It's not. It's all. It's on its way. I know it's coming cover is coming for you it's not time yet god's plan right we just got to keep that focus we got to have that if like if that's what you want then so it shall be right and yeah. it will happen and for me if 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 i want that guy who's gonna who's gonna worship me and want to marry me yeah. I, it's coming it's just yeah. boss keep you got to be ready on the inside like for me it's like being seen seeing myself you know having a great opportunity, like being on your show is a big deal for me. Like this is a big deal being on your thank show. You. I just want you to know that. Like, thank you. Yeah. Cause you're amazing. So it's like, I don't take this like, Oh, this is just another podcast. It's a big deal for me to be here, but I know that it's because inside I'm attracting it on the inside. I've seen myself. So now I'm bringing in all these awesome people who are also seeing me.
0: Yeah. That's what it's an inside job first and foremost. Truly. And, yeah. Yes. I, could not agree more. And yeah. one of the things Justin pointed out, because when I told him how I was feeling, he said, uh, okay, what if you had been on the cover of that magazine? Yeah. You know, because I actually had one minor opportunity, maybe 10 years ago, and they chose someone that it just, it, it like got me, you know, and like, she's someone I, I knew, and I was just like, oh yeah, I, I just had a complex about it, mm-hmm, you know, an mm-hmm. inferiority. <clears throat> and he was like, but all that aside, he was like, where were you at your life right then? Is that something that you would have wanted? And I th- I thought, he was like, you were married to your ex-husband. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, were you really living your truth? And all of a sudden, I was like, that's an excellent point, yeah. you know? Like, maybe it's waiting for those moments. Because mm-hmm. like, what if it happened to you five years ago? You might look back on that cover and you'd be like, oh, shit. I was a hot mess. <laughs> I was a... No, and and, it, and
1: like everything, when I look mm-hmm. back, I'm like, I, I wouldn't have been on that cover because... I was doing cocaine. I, I was doing cocaine off my kitchen counter. Like, there's no way that... But like, here's the thing. Like, we have the power. <laughs> no, we have the power truly yeah. to destroy or create our lives. I've done some pretty amazing things, even in my addiction. And that's... Right. Right. So was Justin. So
0: is, So have I, like through times of alcohol use yeah. and things like that. You know? Yeah.
1: That's the, I think the most frightening thing for me sometimes it's like, man, I'm that powerful that even when I'm hurting myself, I can create some great stuff. And now I'm in a place that's like, wow. oh, can I create and not have to be destroyed on the inside? Like, can I have both? Can I have this outward shininess, but can I also really feel like I am worthy of it? I want both. I don't want the outside if my inside's a hot mess. I've been there before. I know what that's like to live in duality and I don't want it. Right. So yeah. ti- it is, it is really about timing. And for me, it really is about being ready on the inside.
0: And if everything is possible, mm-hmm. then that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say like, Oh, I'm going to jinx it or I'm going to, you know, I have to, no such it has thing. to bounce out. No. no,
1: there's no such thing as evil eye. There's no such thing as jinxing it because I believe if it's for you, if God has a plan for you, nothing and no one can take it away from you. It's literally meant for you. That's it. So that's just kind of how I'm approaching everything because, you know, I have a mom who, she gets scared a lot about a lot of things. She will just plant that seed of worry. She'll be like, but well, what about this? And what about that? And I said to her this morning, you have to deepen your faith. I'm like, we are believers of God. You have to deepen your faith. You We have to stop worrying about things. And I, I said to my mom, exactly what Justin said, you've survived 100% of your darkest, darkest days. days. I go... It can't get any worse. I said to my mom, think about all the stuff. Rehab twice, gotten arrested, divorced, mental health issues, I mean psych ward, all the all these different things. It's like, can it really get any worse? She's like, no. I go, just trust, it's all gonna work out, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just forcing me every day, like it's to to regulate that nervous system. And I gotta talk to myself and really like I we all have access to the voice of God or the voice of divinity inside of us. And sometimes, you know, when I'm PMSing, especially five days before my period, I'm a raging bitch and I will access the meanest part of me and be like, want to destroy everything. But I want everyone listening, watching to know that at any given moment, we have access to this voice inside of us that only wants the best for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that leads to talking a little bit about your spiritual practices yeah. and I mean really what you're everything you're saying is a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. But I know that you count on that faith a lot and ha- what do you do every day to come back to that? Absolutely. So the first thing in
1: the morning because I, I don't know about you Amy as soon as I get up it's like the barrage of thoughts. It's just like what do I got to do? And I'll start like a lot of stuff. Well just like just start like flooding in like Niagara Falls and I have to stop. So the very first thing that I do, minute I open my eyes, I can feel the thoughts flooding in. I'll just say, wait, stop. God, thank you. I'm alive another day. I just, I just interrupt the pattern. I just say, nope, we're going to start with God, thank you for another day. That's Mm -hmm. it. And then it just, those voices just kind of silence, right? Because I've now set the tone. I've set the tone for my day. No, we're not going to start the day with a barrage of thoughts. We're going to start the day with, God, thank you for another day alive. Because there are many days that I should have been dead. I could have overdosed. I mean, with the amount of cocaine that I... Goddamn, when I'm thinking about it, with the amount of Xanax, like I could have... Anything could have happened to me. I mean, I could have gone to a car accident, knock on wood. None of that stuff happened. So I just, I just like, don't allow my mind to control me like the way it used to. But I had to get sober in order to do that, right? Like, I, my mind used to be a very dark place for me. Like, I couldn't be with it, which is why I needed substances, right? Yeah. So the first thing that I do in the morning, and I I just want to... And then it's a
0: vicious cycle where it's yeah, like... Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because then... You feel better and then you feel like crap from doing the thing and then you need to feel better again. So you go back to the thing that made you feel so, Mm -hmm. you know, drugs or, or anything is the source of pain and pleasure. Right? Yeah. So, you need to become your own source of whatever it is that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. So, that's the first thing that I do in the morning. And then I carry on throughout my day. First thing I do in the morning is work out. And I, you know, I'm so proud of, like, I'm really proud of the fact that I've been consistent with my working out because you should be. Thank you so much. Yeah. But, but, I mean, like, 725, 740 in the morning, this was not the Vasavi three years ago. Vasavi three years ago was not, Vasavi, Vasavi a month and a half ago was not doing this. Let's be real. I mean, I was, I was like, mentally, I was doing okay ish, but I was, did not have that connection to my body. I wasn't pushing myself physically. Um, I'd also been like healing my back and all that, but I just, I made this decision. I just, I asked myself, I kept it real with myself. What is the area of my life that I'm avoiding? <laughs> right. This Re- is good. <laughs> what is the area of my life? What is the part of me that I keep comparing? What is the part of me that I am insecure about? And it's my body. It's like, I knew I'd gained some weight. I knew. And It's not about the number on the scale, but it's just like, I knew I was carrying this emotional weight. I felt heavy. I felt like I had this armor around me and I'm like, I'm ready to shed it. You know, I'm ready to shed it. And so I just, I made that decision. I just signed up for Barry's bootcamp and I just kept going. So it's been like, I'm on month two now and I feel really yeah. good.
0: So I do that, come home. I live by a calendar. So everything is on my... Go ahead. The workout, how, what's What's the uh, payoff in your day for that? Do you feel just a million times more productive? Because I do. Yeah. Like if I get up in the morning and actually go do it, I feel a million times better productive the whole day. Di- if I don't work out, I'm <laughs> exhausted.
1: I'm <Yeah>. actually <laughs> exhausted.
0: I'm t- so
1: tired because I <clears throat> struggle with just a tad bit of, you know, Anxiety always. It's just like I, I'm unlearning those 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 chaotic patterns that I grew up with. Like everything's a big deal, all or nothing thinking, catastrophic. You know, it's gonna. Like I have that just little bit. It's the voice of my mother. I love her to death, but it's just always there. Like oh, like that little trepidation. So I have a I have excess energy that I have to release out of me. I have to release it out of me. And I do that through working out. And then the re- like I worked out this morning, like if like it's not even a negotiable anymore. Like, oh, maybe today I will like, no, I have to do it. Otherwise I know my day is screwed. Wow. It's, I mean, I'll get through it. Right. Because I've, sure. I'll get through it, but it will be heavy and it'll be tiring for me. Yeah. And I feel proud of myself now. Now it's just like, we're doing this for us. And on a personal note, you know, I, and I shared this on Justin's podcast as well. My father has a neurological condition. mm mm-hmm. He was the most active man, drove drove the car, got the groceries, cooked. I mean, he's the most like my dad is just that's where I get my kind of personality from. And he would play tennis. He's the reason why I play tennis. The man can't even move. He's stiff. Uh, my mom has to help him, you know, brush his teeth, get him, you know, do all these things. And it's like, man, I'm able to move. So, you know, I just, you know, every time I want to give up. And that's exactly what the instructor tells us when we're on the treadmill Every time you want to stop, think about those people who can't move, right? So like, that's my father. He can't, he literally was the man who could do anything. And now he's so stiff. It's like, um, he has atypical Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So he'll fall and my mom has to hold on to him. And I'm just like, I used to feel guilty that I could move and he couldn't. And I was like, no, that is, we do not even need guilt right now. Mm-hmm. We need to have so much gratitude that I can move. So I move for my father now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Honoring that. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. can't move.
1: He's very stiff. So it, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's got to be so tough. Yeah, it's rare and it's, uh, it's progressive. So it is getting worse. But, yeah. you know, my niece and nephew are always around him. He loves his grandkids. And uh, my mom, you know, without him, I don't know what he would do. My mom is a retired doctor, so she takes great care of him. But uh, he still has a spark, but it's been hard. So, I, you know, I, I say to myself, like, I get to move. I get to move. Not I have to. I don't have to do mm-hmm. anything. I get to move. I get to get up and.
0: I've been trying to use "get to" a yeah. lot in my life for everything. Like no matter what it is, even if it's some shitty, yes. Like you get to do it. Like oh, uh, we broke up. Okay, I get to. Um, I get to have a self love practice. I get to find more compassion for others. Yeah. I get to learn about myself. I get to. Yeah, you know, like you can find this is a silver lining thing. I think you know, or just language honoring. is everything.
1: Language, mm-hmm. you know, languaging is everything. Actually, my girlfriend Amber Valdez. I don't know if you know her. Amber, I don't. She's wonderful. She. I mean, anytime she sends me a voice note, she's like, "I get to take the dog to the groomer, and I get to write my, ma- I get to work on my outline, and I'm like, it, it does actually feel really good just to be like, I get to do this. This is an yeah. honor for me to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, because so many people can't or don't have the resources yeah. or, I mean, you name it. Don't
1: even have the um, awareness that, that it's possible for them.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's proceed through your day. What else? Do, what <laughs> okay. other
1: practices? So what other practices do I do? I always connect with at least one or two friends a day. Like, I need Ooh, to have that.
0: that's good. I'll take
1: a break. I'll FaceTime with their girlfriend. I'll send a voice note. We'll go back and forth. I need to have that connection with a friend throughout the day. I cook uh, three do meals. Do you keep,
0: like, a list of those friends or... Do you just sort of see who you're thinking of? It's, or? It, that's
1: exactly right. If someone, like I have a girlfriend named Devana, if she just happens to come in, in my, my thought, like for whatever reason, I'll send her a voice note. I don't think that it's a mistake if I think of, I don't either. of think of a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe next week you'll, you'll be on my mind and I'll send you a voice. Note. I'll be like, Hey, just want, like, I act on that thought. If I have a thought that like bring someone into my in, you know what I mean? In, in, into mm-hmm. my into my thought process, I'm like, oh,
0: this is a sign I need to reach out to them. You know what I mean? So I say that with these shows too. I'm like, that's a great way to reach out to people even if you're listening to a podcast or like this or something. If somebody pops in your head, It's it, chances are just share this show with yeah. them and then have a conversation or just like do something that you're thinking of someone. It's like such a nice way to just reach out just like when they pop in your head. Everyone wants to
1: <clears throat> know that they're cared about. That's the, as human beings, we all have a desire to be seen, heard, yeah. and like loved. You know what I mean. So just even that touch point, like, hey, I was thinking of you. I think is such a beautiful thing. I do too. And then throughout the day, I do make three meals a day, and for, wow. for myself, I, I actually went to culinary school here in Austin, Texas. I'm a plant-based chef, uh, <laughs> but I, that's I didn't. I, that's nowhere on your info. Like, I, I know it's not. It's you're not, a plant-based y- chef. Y- that's badass. I went to Natural Epicurean Academy of Culinary cool. Arts. This was. This is why the, that's the reason why I moved to Austin nine years ago. Oh, wow. With my ex-husband at the time, with my husband and now ex-husband at the time. So I make three meals a day and I do that because it's my pause in the day. Mm -hmm. It's my act of self-love and nurturing. You know, I grew up with both my parents cooking all the time. Like we rarely went out because we're vegetarian. I mean, when we went out, it was always to a vegetarian restaurant because my mom, you know, cross-contamination, all this stuff. So I grew up with a, with the mother who cooked, with the father who cooked. So I just... Cooking for me is an act of love that, you know, like no matter how busy my mother was, she was, a uh, she was in private practice as a cardiologist she always came home and cooked for us she always fed and that's how i knew my mom loved me cuz she she fed me um so i cook for myself and so that's those are the three pauses that i take and uh i and then yeah it's just like my They're time like
0: meditative almost probably, yeah,
1: i love or... to cook it's like the whole thing is a process like i play some music i'll see what i'm vibing i i i like plan out what i'm going to you know cook for the week and i and i you know like this week i'm doing halloumi salads and i'm doing wraps what else am i doing Yum. oh i'm doing like vegan nachos yeah I'm- Feel, I'm is, hungry. Is, I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds so good. Let's take a break and eat. No, but Seriously. so then, and then, um, and then, you know, I try to finish working around five or six, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really depends. Like it, if I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I keep doing it. You know what I mean? But I have a wind down routine. This is the best. Ooh. So my wind oh, my, my wind down routine is great. Like everything is shut off, all the lights go off, lamps go on, shades get shut because my brain can keep going. Like I said, I have workaholic tendencies, mm-hmm. so I, I I train my brain. Like okay, we're starting to wind down, and that's usually at like seven. Seven o'clock, I'll close all the shades, I'll shut off any overhead lamps or, you know, lights, and I'll put lamps and candles, and I'll play some music, and then I'll make my meal, and then I'll sit and I'll watch whatever the heck I want to watch. Indian Matchmaking is on right now on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to. My daughter was saying the
0: weddings in particular she was like into, so. And also, Never
1: Have I Ever, Never Have I Ever. Uh Oh my God, season two. I mean, I wish... I could have had never have I ever as a kid. I mean, some
0: awesome representation right there. Thank you so much for saying that because it's like I And mean, not only that, actually yeah. exposure, because my kids have watched it. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it just for, through them.
1: And it's good to know about other cultures and, yes. and how it's it's hard for us yes. Indian girls growing up. Like it was so hard for I mean, Like my mom wouldn't let me shave my legs. Mm. And I was teased for for being hairy growing up. My mom wouldn't let me because she didn't want me to, you know, succumb to, you know, peer pressure. But it's like I'm getting teased. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have hairy obs- legs. I understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm just obsessed with <laughs> hair removal at this point. But anyway, anyway so I, I'll wind down and I'll do whatever. Sometimes I'll go out. Like last night I went out to a dinner with friends. But here's the thing that I want everyone to really just kind of take from this is like uh, I prioritize my creativity, my play, my fun my socializing. It's on my calendar. Like this interview is on my calendar, but it's also on my calendar to go see a comedy show with a friend. I make it a point every Sunday. I do vision casting. So it's like forecasting for the week, but I'm casting my vision for the week. So I look at the week ahead. I only operate week at a time, right? I mean, obviously- Me too. Me too. Yes, I actually
0: have a week planning practice on Sundays as well. Oh, I love that. Okay. So
1: I look at the whole week And I'm like, okay, great. I got interviews. I got to work on this. Where's my creativity? Where's my fun? Where's my play? Why am I not hanging out with anyone this week? So then I'll start making plans. Hey, you want to grab dinner on Thursday? Let's do that. And I start putting in stuff in the calendar because I don't want to be sucked into the culture of like your worth is tied to your productivity, right? I want to have harmony in my life. And that is Having friends, hanging out with my friends, having, 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 having connection, going out to dinner, like doing the things that I'd want to do with the partner, yeah. right?
0: Um, I'm going Not to- only that, we can ask ourselves the question, why do we only put the work stuff and the hard stuff on our calendar? Yeah. Why don't we put the other stuff on yeah. there? That and we just matters. leave that to chance. We're just gonna get be intentional about all the rest and unintentional about that. Yeah, like if we say like, "Hey, we should
1: hang out," I'm like, "Okay, great. Open up your calendar. Right when? Let's plan it. Let me send you a calendar invite." I'm listen. You're such a doer. My, <laughs> oh my God, I love it. My love language. If listen, Amy, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> Is a
0: calendar invite? No. <laughs> if
1: no, if a guy says I want to take you out and he sends me a calendar invite. Done. I'm ready. Yeah. Game on, bro. <laughs> like, Game on. Send me you're that like, calendar. My clothes are my, coming off yeah, right. like Literally... <laughs> You don't know what's going on down there. I am just literally creaming in my pants. You have no idea how much that turns me on. I love initiative. I love organization. I love... I, I just love the thoughtfulness of it. It's like, hey, you matter to me so much. You're going to be in my calendar. That's
0: my love language is yes. thoughtfulness. Yes. Actually, it's not one of the listed ones, but I was like, mine's like a combination, but it's thought... I've realized, I've discerned that it is thoughtfulness. It is like some yes. level of effort where you are thinking about, about what
1: I, I like. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. you're okay, that, That's probably... The most painful part of my, like a lot of my breakups, it's like, wow, you just moved on so quick. Like you didn't actually even think about any of the sacred times that we had together. Like thoughtfulness for me is like, I love candles and I love bougie soaps.
0: Okay, candles and soap. Right, so just like you're at Whole Foods, grab yeah, a, a
1: a cool yes, soap or you, that's exactly candle. It's not hard. It's not it's hard. Not like hard. I, I want to be a thought in somebody's head. Just like, like, and and the way I show my love is I pick up the phone and call. That's how I like show that I or I'll send a voice. But that's note. thoughtful. Yeah, that's effort. It mm-hmm. takes effort to all of it takes effort. So it's yeah. just you know I'm just in a season where I'm giving myself and putting in the same effort and energy that I've given to all my. One-sided relationships.
0: Oh, I like that. And and that's such a key. It is for me too. I just, I just had a thing going last night and I was like, I've gotta be here for myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, I sat and meditated with that today, but it's it's the paradox of giving ourselves the exact thing that we're looking for, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then it comes and you're just like, or then you don't even need it. And that's when it arrives, which is that whole you
1: know, yeah, mind fuck of a thing. <laughs> I have to ask you a question. Did you I mean I know that you know yeah, you're ask the host, me anything? I, I have a question though. Did you yeah. did, did you get to a point where you where you were so content with yourself that you didn't even want to date and you were just so good with yourself? Yeah. Like you didn't need for any of it. Like you were just good with Amy.
0: Yeah. Okay. And actually I had to convert how I saw dating and be so cool with myself that it was just fun really yeah see this is why you're in my life you know so many people are like dating is hard and I'm like yeah with that fucking attitude yeah every time you say that you know that yeah every time you say oh it's so I I just can't meet anybody whatever the hell you're saying Mm -hmm. you're putting out there and so I had to really pay attention to what I was putting out there and then step into am I really having a good time and that's also tuning into your own uh, not, not performative nature, mm-hmm. but your really true feelings about it. And mm-hmm. I started to realize like some people, I was dating several people at the time and I was just like, I'm not really having a good time. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I really was like invested in this person and needed him to like me. And suddenly I was like, didn't care. And Good I was like, wow, I, I would rather be here by myself. I would yeah. rather be here with a friend. I was just like, oh, it was really interesting. And yeah. that was right when Justin came along. Wow. And yeah, and so, and he, I, and I, and then even with him, I thought, I don't know if it's him, but he's much more aligned with what I'm looking for. Cause I had made a list of what I was looking for. And, uh, and so I knew that that was at least more in the right direction. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just move in that direction. This isn't feeling right anyway, but I had, was at least just having a good time. You know, like I just, I converted dating into something that was just a good time. Like, cause if you're, if you're not enjoying whatever it is, don't do it. Yeah don't do it, which I struggle with still all the mm-hmm. time, just even in my daily life, like doing the dishes or making my bed or whatever it mm-hmm. is. I'm, I try to turn that into something. All right. If I'm like, I'm not going to let myself not enjoy this. I'm going to either find a way to enjoy it or I'm not going to fucking yes. do it. Yes. Find yeah. the fun in whatever you do. I feel that way about grocery shopping. Oh, I, yeah, but you love to cook. I, I Hold
1: on. <laughs> no, no, so, so, so no, what I mean is like grocery shopping is a lot of fun for me. It's a lot of fun, and I like to go by myself, and I like to spend oh. – it used to be what my father and I used to do as as kids. Oh. So we would go oh. to the grocery store
0: it's and – It's got memories. Yes. It's, yeah. So
1: it's like – so nice. It's fun times. Anything can be fun. And I really appreciate your perspective on dating. I've definitely been the person that has said, dating is hard. We I'll, all have. We all have. Yeah. We just – see, Did d- d- like my whole body language changes when we talk about dating.
0: I'm like, I have the massive eye roll, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But it's like, yeah, I think I – But how awesome is that, that you just found something else you can voice out loud and grow into? Okay. So I can... I just reframe the shit out of that. Okay. So (laughs) dating is fun. Um,
1: You know what it is? Are we friends now? No, no, no. Give me your hand. (laughs) No, but here's the thing. I'm noticing this about myself is like, I'm saying... So this is actually very important and I, I have to do something about this. I don't know what, but I'm saying out loud... Dating is fun. My body doesn't believe it. Right. So there's, there's right. a
0: misalignment. And so we just got to But match. dating's not fun for you right now. And that's okay. Yeah. You can just say, uh, maybe I'm going to take myself on a few dates. Maybe. That, then, that's fun. Oh, that is. And oh, then I'm, you're I'm, suddenly like, yeah, well, that's, that's dating. Fun that's fun. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. I like that because I get to get, I, and I, I'm in control of
0: it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, you are. You're in You're like, girl, control. we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know we we just unlocked a new level. Yes. So, um, yes. Okay. So I don't know. We were, we were wandering around. You did mention work in there too, though. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to touch on this because when we sat down, you mentioned this. Yeah. So let's, let's shift and mm-hmm. talk about asking for what you're worth and talking about, um, really, I don't know. These microphones have a mind of their own today, don't they? Okay, um, nice. mine's like, have decided to mm-hmm. back up. He's like, hold on, Amy. Um, so you mentioned that like getting caught in your throat a little bit of like asking for what you're worth for one of your speaking gigs. And I just think that if you could talk about that yeah. a little bit and moving into that space, cause it's another uncomfortable space. Like even with the dating thing, this is like, Oh shit. I'm going to grow into like really asking for what I'm worth.
1: Well, this is uh, Amy Edwards exclusive because my first time sharing the story here. So I
0: want to share the story. No, for real. I've been wanting to share
1: this. So I'm not going to share the name of the organization because my my talk with them hasn't happened yet. It's on September 8th. So basically this um, organization wanted to bring me in as a speaker and they asked me what I would charge for an hour. And I said seven fifty dollars for a keynote. And, uh, we got on zoom last Monday, uh, the two girls who wanted to book me and me, and we're sitting talking. And of course, like, you know, I know I'm an excellent speaker. I know when people are in front of me, they're like, okay, we want to book her. I know all of that. And I asked them. So, so then we uh, started talking about price and I said, it's 7:50 for the hour. And I heard this voice inside of me that said, ask them if you're undercharging. And I had a feeling I was. And I did. I put aside my pride, which I owe to my recovery. And I, and I asked... Oh, that's
0: good. Yeah. I yeah. asked the
1: two girls, do y'all think I'm undercharging? And they said, honestly, a guy would come in here and ask for 5,000 for the hour. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to ask for 5,500. And they said, done. And that was it. Yes. Wow. So that's... Okay. So what <laughs> I want... done. Yes, done. Just like that, it was approved. Like you know, the same day they like all congratulations. The, thank you so much. What a
0: step forward but, from seven fifty to fifty five hundred
1: for the hour, and doing something that I love. And it's been it's it's okay. So so the point of the story is not that I got what I wanted, which is awesome. But it's when you feel like you're settling, you probably are, or when you're undercharging, and just ask. Like if had I not asked. I would be doing this talk for $7.50 for the hour, and I would still do a kick-ass job because if I'm going to do something, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to half-ass it, right? Yeah. But man, it feels so much good to get paid m- way yes. more with all this experience, life experience, falling on my knees, getting back up. Like This feels
0: like, okay, This that number felt good for me. I, I love this first that asking thing. Yeah. I love that just speaking up when you don't know, in, and when you don't yeah. know something, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with asking yeah. and people want to help most of the time. And especially cause you were dealing with a corporation. They probably had a budget. It's not her money. It's yep. not like she's booking it out of her pocket yeah. or his pocket, whatever it is. Yeah. So I mean like they're kind of, kind of probably like that was still under budget, you know, or yeah. maybe they budgeted 8,000 or whatever it yeah. was, you know? So, Oh,
1: thank you for saying that. They I'm, were just, I'm definitely going to, yeah. It's
0: not, their money you know yeah. and um i'm big on asking too even like in situations i'll ask like when you feel that awkward feeling like am i supposed to tip right now i will straight up ask and i'll be like do people normally tip on this yes. like what what usually ha-? and they'll always tell you the truth like you can't if you want but usually no people don't you know whatever yeah. you know those awkward things so like i would just encourage people use your voice just ask yeah in any situation yeah and, yeah. and I'm and I am
1: too, I, I am very grateful for those two women because I said to them I'm like, y'all listen, God human asks. to human, woman to woman, am I undercharging? And they were like a mediocre. Actually, they said a mediocre guy would come in here and ask for a mediocre. Five, guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. They just they I, I I need the confidence of a mediocre guy. That's what I need. Like I because isn't that isn't yeah. there a meme that says that like yeah. I need the confidence of yeah. a mediocre yeah. white guy? Yes, that's
1: exactly <laughs> what his name Chad. I'm Chad, basically. Yeah, I'm bossy. Yeah, I'm Chad. We
0: really do. If we could just channel more of that and be like, I know my stuff. But they've been given confidence from the get-go. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you were growing up in an immigrant household in New York and had a completely different experience. And we're not given that just, here you go. No, we were told you should be happy with what you get. You should, you should be grateful for what you get, which I do
1: believe you should, we should be grateful for what we have and we're allowed to want more for ourselves. I'm grateful for the house that I have. I'm grateful for the food in my fridge. I'm grateful that I have clothes. I'm grateful, but I'm also allowed to want more and that doesn't make me selfish. Why can't I want more? What is the point God has given us this life? We're not meant to be broke. We were not put on this earth to live this broke life. I'm worthy of asking for more, and I'm not a bad person for wanting more. Mm -mm. What's wrong with that? So that's something I I have to work on that every day because, you know, we grew up going to India every year. My mom making it very clear. You're so lucky. We're not, you know, we don't live. Sure. Yeah. You're so lucky. You should be grateful. And I appreciate that, but I've had to unlearn the, it's okay to want more. It's like, I'm not selfish for wanting more or not feel guilty about it and not feel guilty about Mm -hmm. it. It's, it's an everyday thing. Like I'm, you know, as I'm starting to be seen more and being put out there and, and being more visible, I have a tiny bit of guilt. I was telling my mom, I go, I feel like I need to bring everyone along on my journey with me. And I, I, I just, I feel bad for the people that aren't where I'm at. And she goes, it's not your job. She goes, you got to forge that path for yourself. Like be on your path and you know, you you can bring people along. She goes, but focus on you. So I have a little bit of guilt also
0: because I've, I don't know. I'm- I know what you mean. I'm just working through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about feeling bad for people lately. Like it's, it's bothered me for a while if I hear somebody say, oh, I feel bad for them. I'm like, why are we wasting that energy feeling bad for someone or feeling like- Can we find something to be happy for them about? And why are we pitying them? Why? 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 I don't... There's something that's like a big turnoff around that for me. And I just was thinking about this yesterday. So it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, like, why? Why are we? Well, I think about it this way. Like, I would not have
1: gotten... To where I am today, just mentally and emotionally, if my counselors in rehab felt bad for me. No one felt bad for me. <laughs> That's right. No one felt bad for me. That's a great point. Actually, you know, the second time I went into rehab, I remember, I don't know if I shared the story on Justin's, but I remember walking into rehab and everyone knew my name. Second time. They're like No, I don't think you did. No, I didn't. Okay, so I'll share yeah. this here. The second time I went back into rehab, I went to the same place, um, Recovery Unplugged, here in Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a music-based, yeah, music-based. And um, I walked in, and everyone was like, Vasavi, it's so good to see you. And I remember thinking to myself, uh-uh, I am not going to be known for being some addict. Like, they know my name in rehab. Like, it just felt like, I don't want to be known for this. I don't want to be like, hey, welcome back to rehab. Like, I, I was like, right. this is not my path but it's my path right now and i remember going to my counselor carl and i write about this in my upcoming book say it out loud i said to carl what do i need to do to never have to come back here again and he said you need to shut the fuck up and stop acting like you know everything and just do what we tell you to do and i said okay and that was it and i humbled myself real quick and i was like fine i'm just i'm just going to be told i'm i'm just i'm just going to do what you tell me to do i'm going to stop acting like i know everything cuz clearly i don't know shit because i'm back here again right so that's just for me powerful. Yeah. What the hell do I know? I'm back here again. Clearly my life is unmanageable and I'm back here again, literally within less than a year. Wow. Less than a year. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how I got onto the story, but I, you know. Oh, and so my point is (laughs) no one felt bad for me. Uh, No one felt bad for me. Mm -hmm. No one felt bad for me. They, they saw me for my, for, for my potential and what I could be. Right. I think it was great. Like everyone saw that I had potential, but that's great, but you know, the reality is I was back in rehab. So you got to look at like where you're at and your potential. And and no one felt bad for me. They were hard on me. They were they were hard on yeah. me in the best way possible. And I'm thank God like I have the mother that I have. I know I, you know, joke about her and call her tough, but man, she has never let me be a victim ever. She will not let me get off the hook. I've hated her for it because it's like you don't coddle me. It's like do I really want my mother to coddle me though? No. Do you really want anybody no, to? No, I don't want anyone to. Because we're really that, honest with yeah, ourselves. Yeah, because that means you think I'm incapable and mm-hmm. I'm not incapable. And I, and you know, I love my father, but my father did coddle me a lot. And I've had to unlearn a lot of his voice in my head, which is letting me off the hook and just kind of spoiling me a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. I said to my dad, I go, I love you, but you spoiled the shit out of me. I'm like, I wish you didn't. And... Now I, I really value my mother so much more. I really do. Like I, I jokingly call her my life coach. I'm like, I need some, I need my life coach. And like, and, and I do, I, now at 40, I appreciate my mother and her toughness with me. It's because she loved me and she always, she saw me for what I could be. So she didn't, she didn't react to the the representative at the moment, right? Like this, oh, I'm I'm a victim and my mom's like, nope you're not.
0: Representative. Yeah. That's my representative. Yeah, that's my representative. It is your representative. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's powerful stuff too. Yeah. You know? And like um it it is kind of that victim that victim thing. I didn't think about relating the the pity to the victim thing. But that's what it is. Yeah. So So.
1: I, I try to have an approach with myself now where it's, I call it gentle determination. I can be gentle with myself, but I'm also determined. Like, I'm not going to disrespect myself. I'm not going to be like, oh, you piece of shit. You know, like that does not work for me. Talking to myself like that. But I'm like, Vasavi, come on, keep going. Like, I'm tough with myself, but there's respect in how I speak to myself, you know? So I, I've i had to work on how I motivate myself. It doesn't work for me to be like, come on. Like, I, you know, I, I've had to find my voice and how how to use my voice to encourage myself. And everyone has that ability. Like any area of your life where you're struggling with, I always say like, look at how you're like, what are you telling yourself about the situation? Mm -hmm. How are you speaking to yourself about the situation? Let's look at how you're talking to yourself and let's change that so that you actually feel inspired to go do the thing, whatever
0: it is. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And- you know, if you want respect from other people, are you going to talk to yourself with respect? You know, yes. like, how are you talking to yourself? Yeah. It's it's just that paradox thing, again, the self-love and all of it. Yeah. I mean, the more I go into that, down that rabbit hole, the more I'm like, oh, I'm not even being respectful to myself. So how am I going to expect anybody else to respect me? And I, I want to say this about like comparison.
1: You know how we were talking about comparison? I used to be, this is not about comparison, actually. I used to be very afraid And intimidated by women who were direct, like Mm -hmm. really direct. And I realized as well, I had some mommy issues that I had to clean up because my mother is very direct. So anytime I met a woman who was direct, it made me think of my mother, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to heal that part of myself. And so I had to start to respect that relationship that I had with my mom and start to see it in a different way. When I started learning to be more direct with myself and stop bullshitting myself, I can handle a direct woman now. I don't feel intimidated by a woman who's direct with me because I appreciate it now. Like my acting teacher, Mona, mm-hmm. you know Mona, and my voiceover teacher, Lainey, they are tough cookies. They are very tough. And, and I appreciate that. Mona is tough with me in acting class. You know, when she would she would just give it to me straight and all the kids in class would be, all the kids in class, all the other all the other actors in class would be like, how do you, how can you like receive her delivery? I go, because she just wants the best for me. She mm-hmm. just wants me to be the best. She wants. She wants to bring out the best. I see that now. I used to be like, "You're not being nice to me," and it's like, "No, it's not about being nice. We're trying to be the best here. There's no room for that." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't get butthurt about it anymore. It's just because I can. I've healed that part of myself that's scared of that directness because I'm direct with myself. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Okay. I'm just trying to like yeah. Oh, say this out loud. Big time. Yeah. 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 And and it's sometimes it's paying attention to those spaces where we're averse to something Mm -hmm. to find out something that might need to be healed. Yeah. You know, like or something that we could maybe lean into just a little and take a peek at. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but there's nothing like recovery to make that happen too. Yeah. To really understand where that's coming from and heal it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, I, I think you said in your book that you kind of created your own 12-step program. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, I did. Uh, So it's, yeah, it's 12 steps.
1: And the first step is to say your thoughts out loud. And the second step is to admit it out loud. So admit where you're feeling powerless. So I basically took whatever 12 steps I had gone through. And I just mm-hmm. made my own version of it. Um, and it's like talking to your triggers out loud, expressing your emotions out loud, owning your flaws out loud. Um, and I referenced that scene from 8 Mile. Remember 8 Mile with Yeah, Evanette?
0: but I can't remember very well. Okay. What so, happened?
1: So the last scene of 8 Mile... Eminem is in this rap battle Mm -hmm. and the guy that he's rapping with basically like says all this stuff about him and then Eminem just repeats it back. He's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm white trash. Yeah, I grew up in a trailer park. Yeah, I'm really whatever. And he just owns... His stuff. And it's like, that's my secret sauce for being confident. You can't really have control or power over me because I own my own flaws. Like, what can you say about me that I don't already know about myself? So, for example, that's a chapter that I have. And then I talk about, you know, asking your intuition out loud, making decisions and desiring out loud. Everything is out loud. It's speaking to the different parts of yourself and how you talk to each of them. And so I actually write out scripts and I, I'm going to be recording the whole audiobook. book. I, I of course go, you are. I was like, who else could, I'm literally, of course you who are. else could mimic these voices? I'm literally talking in different voices and I'm just so grateful for my voiceover training. Cause I now see it's all making sense. Like, why was I so drawn to this? So it's like, everything's going to, everything's going to piece together. So yeah, it is the 12 steps and it's, and I want it to be something that you can go back and revisit. It's not like a one and done. It's, no you talk to yourself out loud every day. It's a practice. So my biggest practice, just to circle back to your original original question was my practices throughout the day. <laughs> I don't
0: remember what that was but okay, which yeah. was like It really
1: is talking to myself out loud. Yeah, it really is because uh, you know, I have many different voices and thoughts in my head and um, sometimes you don't know which ones are real and which ones aren't because they all feel so real because they're all in here. So when I say them out loud, I can actually hear like, is this true? No, it's not true. Yeah. So you can transcend above that ego viewpoint. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Like if I were to say out loud, like, oh, I'm such a bad person. No, I'm not. Like no. when I, I I don't say that about myself anymore. I've really worked on my shame a lot, which I know so many
0: of us struggle with. Yeah. Be- well, I'm a big fan of Byron Katie's work. I don't know. I you love know, Byron And so you're, you're in with a statement like that. Yeah. And you're Like, is that, is true? that true? Yes. Uh, you can even say yes. I uh, Is can I really know that to be true? Yeah. And you know, and you just can delve into those questions around it. And yeah. then, like, how do I feel when I say that? And you're like, uh yeah. you know, yeah. And what if I could never say this again? Yes. Uh, that'd be nice. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Um. And there was something else I was going to say about that too um oh i was gonna say if anybody's listening and is like oh my god i have to talk to myself it gets easier the more you do it yeah you know i i i started i I mean i've always talked out loud to myself but Mm -hmm. i think when i was getting a divorce i did a lot of psychedelics around that time and really was working on breaking ruminations and some neural pathways that I were really mm-hmm, embedded mm-hmm. and so I took on doing affirmations mm-hmm. and one of my friends Joe placencio highly recommend following her she's lovely and Joe was saying that she says I'm in her car all the time just driving around mm-hmm. so I would encourage people that's a great place to start if you don't maybe have a practice of talking out loud don't mm-hmm. you think like yeah
1: absolutely just start
0: yacking to yourself in the car
1: yeah yak- <laughs> yacking to yourself and, <laughs> and and just start hearing your voice, like just start using it. It's like, and I'm, I'm, I want to break it down to something really simple. Like even it's like, what are we going to have for dinner today? And you're going back and forth trying to figure it out. Literally say out loud, what do I want to have for dinner today? Oh, do I want pasta? And feel how that feels in your body. Like kind of like what we did, like dating's fun. And I was like, no, I'm not feeling that. I'm not buying into that bullshit. Like I, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. That's what I always say to myself. It's like, you will know when you say it out loud, your body will tell you if you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do I want pasta? No, nah, I don't want pasta. Ooh, how does a rap sound? Oh, a rap sounds great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can feel it. So when you say it, you can like feel that vibration of your words mm-hmm. in your body. Mm-hmm. So it can start with something really small or even it's like do I want to go to this party is it an absolute yes is it a full body yes just ask yourself out loud do I want to go yes oh my god and your body's like no I don't want to <laughs> go sink down I am an introvert to the core I socialized so much last weekend I shut off my phone all day Monday I'm like I need a time to myself nice yeah it, it was great actually. good for you yeah was- but yes yeah, so it's like start with smaller things and then work your way up but even you know Our intuition can be accessed when we say it out loud, asking ourselves open-ended questions, you know, and just like pausing and waiting and listening. It's the waiting that's hard for people, right? We want what we want and we want it right now. That's, that's usually the issue with most addicts is like, we want, you know, we want to solve this pain. We want Mm -hmm. to fix this pain right away. But if you can just sit with it, whatever the it is, you know, the answer will come to us. But, um, Talking to myself has helped. And I and I hope it helps somebody else
0: listening too. Wonderful tips. Yeah, Wonderful tips. And as we're coming to starting to wrap up, I want to turn the floor over to you. Because I, I think we... Oh, the one thing we didn't cover yo, yet that I really wanted to ask was, and I told you to save it, was you were talking about taking beta blockers to calm your nerves. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Because I've never even heard of this. Oh my God. It's it's so great. So I, I don't take, even understand what a beta blocker so is. So
1: a beta blocker lowers... Your blood pressure, okay? And so when I... Is this over the counter? Are you a prescription? Yeah, I I have a prescription and I don't take it every day at all. I take it when I'm about to be seated in front of somebody else and do an interview like this. I get very excited. Like I love, I feed off the energy of other people. Uh And so I think breath work has helped me a lot, but I still need to get better with my breath work as well. And what I mean is sometimes I get so excited, like talking that my, my, my mind, my voice and my breath, they're not in sync. And so sometimes, and this happened on live television. I used to be the co-host of a, of a morning show here. Mm -hmm. I'd be on live TV and I'd get so kind of excited that my breath would choke me up; that the words wouldn't even come out.
0: I don't know what that's actually called, like
1: scientifically. But I've had that happen.
0: Like uh, if I get on stage, I could be surprised by the fact that like I my can't catch. It feels like you can't catch your breath, and then the words talk don't right. come right. Yes. So yeah.
1: I um I went to Austin Regional Clinic, and I told them like you know every time I get on stage, I just get this like I don't stutter. I don't have a stutter. What I have is like a. Like, I can't get the words out. Yeah. And she said, you know, you may just have a little bit of performance anxiety. So I take a beta blocker. It's called propranolol. It's wow. pre- It's prescribed. I only take it like when I'm on stage, when I'm doing voiceover work, anytime in front of a mic, anytime like I need to be completely in sync, mind, body, breath, voice, I'll take it. And it just, I- I'm like still waters inside. It's like, I'm going like this, but inside I'm still. That's Which so be- cool. Yeah. So I take a beta blocker and <laughs> it's funny. I was watching the Kardashians, like the, like the new Kardashians. And Chloe takes them. Chloe's like, "Yeah, I took a beta blocker." I'm like, "You go, Chloe." Yeah, Chloe takes them. Take. Ah,
0: good yeah. hack.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 yeah. great. And like I said, I don't take it every day. Sometimes when I go to big social gatherings, I get I, I I'm highly sensitive and I get stimulated easily by all the people around me because I live alone. I'm around. I'm in quiet <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. So it just you know just revs me up and I get excited. It's not. It, I don't want to call it anxiety. I just get excited. So it just kind of like gets rid of a little bit of those jitters. So I'm more still on the inside. So I can do what I want to do, which is to speak and to perform and to do whatever. Like right. I, I want to be able to do my thing. And this going a mile a minute is not helping.
0: Right? Okay. So, yeah.
1: So that's why I take oh, that. Oh, I'm going to start doing yeah, that. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for yeah. sharing
0: that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I want to turn the floor over to you. Is there anything on your heart you want to reiterate or anything that you really came here to say or anything that we missed that that you would like to get to before we leave?
1: Yeah, I would love to actually say this. I've been thinking about this. It's been quite the conversation inside my Say It Out Loud group. I run a women's group called Say It Out Loud. Mm -hmm. The little things that we think aren't gonna make a difference, like having the morning practice, whatever that looks like, or the shutting off the phone, like those little, little things that we're like, I don't need to do that. I'll be fine. I used to think, I don't need to do that little stuff. My mind is strong. I don't need to do that stuff those little things really add up like all those things that you think don't matter like taking that walk taking that pause saying no like just those small little subtle shifts that we we kind of dismiss like oh this is not going to help those little things really do make a difference so you know, little things like I used to sleep with my phone next to me. I don't do that. My phone is in the other room, on the opposite side of the house. It is not the first thing I look at. Those, and I would look at my phone first thing in the morning. This is like maybe a year or two ago, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's fine. I'm I, like I'm strong enough, like mentally." But until I really started to tap into my body and be more connected, I was like man, I've been running from my body my pretty much my whole life. I've, I've dis- disassociated my whole life. And so what's helped me get back into my body are those small things, are those workouts in the morning, is going to sleep at a consistent time every single day, waking up at a consistent time. And consistency and discipline or devotion, whatever you want to call it, is the ultimate act of self-love. And that's something that it's, a, it's every day I'm learning it. It's like, man, when I'm consistent with my sleep time, my wake time, you know, my, you know, shutting down my work day, like that's love for myself, you know? So just like, don't don't disregard those little things that you're like, oh, I'll do it later. You know, book that vacation, go do it. Like, mm-hmm. go read that book. Like you've been wanting to, you know, open up that book and have a quiet night. Go do that. Like that's your time with you. So those, those little things are the big things.
0: And not only that, When you maybe say that, let's say you're having a conversation with a friend. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I need to, I want to put my phone in the other room. Yeah. When you actually do it, you are keeping a promise to yourself and showing yourself not only the consistency, but you're showing yourself that you can keep a promise to yourself, which is huge. And And you hear your own voice. It goes into your head. You're trusting your own voice more because you're knowing it has this integrity and it keeps promises. That's... Boom! I don't need to say anything else.
1: No, that's it. That that was such a beautiful way to just close that loop. That's it. It's really about building that trust with yourself. It is trust your own voice. That's beautiful.
0: That's Mm -hmm. exactly it. Yeah, I've been working on that for a while. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's been a a real work in progress. Yeah, but I I couldn't agree more. And what you are doing, and both of the things we just said, are you're training yourself. You said that at night, you know, you train yourself to shut down the the blinds and things like that. We're training ourselves. So what are you training yourself for? Are you training yourself not to trust yourself? Or are you training yourself to show up for yourself? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I want to add one more thing.
1: I know, sorry. We're nope, please like, we're no, please
0: not- this, do. This is how it goes. That's why I gave us ample time for this. So no, it's fine.
1: I think so much of the grief that we have has to do with people letting us down in our life, like broken hearts, Mm -hmm. broken promises, betrayals. And so I know that's where I'm coming from. It's like the people in my life that didn't show up for me because they couldn't, not because they didn't love me, not because all that is just story. People show up for you to the capacity that they can show up for themselves, right? So basically, I'm rebuilding, I'm repairing my broken heart, and I'm repairing the trust that has been lost Thanks to other people. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what? Like people hurt us and I've hurt people too, right? I'm not the victim here. I've, I've, I have, I have hurt many people in my life, in my addiction, especially I've let down a lot of people, especially my family, my sister, my niece, my nephew. I've missed birthdays. I've missed graduations. I've done a lot of weddings. I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of because of my selfishness in my addiction. And so I've hurt others. I've been hurt. And so all these things that we're talking about is really to just repair our own broken heart be loving to ourselves, and hopefully show up better for ourselves and for other people. So we don't have to keep bleeding all over others with our wounds. Yes. That's really what it is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Ah, gosh, that's so beautiful. Thanks. I am so grateful for this. Thank you so much. I Thank cannot you. wait for this Thank show to you. come out. It was so incredible. You Thank shared, you. I mean, like I heard sometimes you were talking and I just was like, this is such a good thing to share. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, so I just like stepped outside and got, you know podcast excited. Yes, thank so, you. So, thank you. Thank I'm you. so happy we met. Same here. And I'm so happy. Absolutely. And uh your book comes out in May, is that correct? Spring of 2023. Say it Spring out loud. Spring of next yeah. year. Yeah. Say it out loud. So, you people can pre-order now, isn't that correct? Or Pre-
1: pre-orders are not ready yet. I'm actually just submitting my first round of edits September 1st. Actually, tomorrow I'm submitting it. Okay. They should be ready before, like pre-orders will be ready before the end of this year. But what everyone can do is they can go to vasavikumar.com forward slash waitlist. Yes. Get on the list. You'll be the first to know when pre-orders are ready. I'll I'm put super- that link in the show notes. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people can go ahead and get on the waitlist yeah. and then yeah. be notified of it because I can't wait to get it. So I'm just so happy for you. That's so you. That's so exciting and such a good thing to be putting out in the world to just yeah. keep up leveling all our lives. So. Thank you. And everyone can find you at, my name is Vasavi, spelled just like it sounds, V-A-S-A-V-I, right? Absolutely. And mm. I would love to encourage
1: everyone listening, if you enjoyed this episode, if you loved anything that Amy and I spoke about, please feel free to say it out loud and send me a voice note in my DMs. I check all my DMs. So send me a DM. Let me know, hey, I love listening to you and Amy speak on her <laughs> podcast. Yeah.
0: Yes, Absolutely. please do. Yeah. Keep saying it out loud. Yes. Thank you so much. I love you so much. And I I'm love just you so too. grateful. Thank you. So, thanks everyone for being here today. Grateful that you're here. Thank you. And again, if you thought of a friend during this, send it to them. Yeah. Start a conversation around it or just say hi. Who cares? Don't even send them the show. Doesn't matter. Just say hi. Send them a text uh, because they popped in your head for a reason. I'm 100% certain of that. So I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Please rate, review, subscribe. Go find Vasavi. You can find her in all the show notes. There's all the links. And uh, sign up for my newsletter too at amyedwards.com. I love you so much. Have an epic day. Till next time. This has been The Amy Edwards Show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.